First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grotes. Good morning. You know the number, of course, 086-000-2032. The man who was fired as the CEO of the Joburg Roads Agency, Tsepo Mahonuka, after being accused of faking his qualifications, is now trying to challenge his sacking in court. Mahonuka claims he wasn't treated fairly when the JRA held a disciplinary inquiry and then fired him. The Daily Maverick reported that Mahonuka had insisted that staff at the JRA call him by the title Doctor when in fact he did not have a PhD. They say he had paid money or had received to, to receive an honorary PhD from the Trinity International University of Ambassadors. Mahanuka claims that he never said he had a PhD. He's on the line for you now. Tsepo, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. You, good say, morning to you say you're not guilty of faking your qualifications, right? You say you never claimed to have a PhD. I say I'm not guilty of faking any qualifications because there is no qualifications that have been faked. And the JRA report that came, it also had clarified that um, allegation. So I'm failing to understand why the allegation is still um, roaming around the news and the public because that has been clarified. Okay, so you never had a PhD and you never said you had one? I never had a PhD. I never said I had a PhD and I never um, had forced anyone to call me a doctor. So not in a conversation, not in a document, not in a CV, not in a profile, not on Twitter, ever? Not at all. I mean, how how would one force a person to, 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 call, you, to call the other by a title? I mean, that does not make sense. That's a clear indication that Whoever that had said that, I mean, it's a hear and say. They just need to submit proof of what and in which medium did I say that. Okay. Did someone misrepresent you then? Did someone do this deliberately? Did they doctor something for some reason? Of course, yes. Um, I've been saying that um, there's been a roaming CV um, that allegedly um, seemingly to be mine. And that roaming CV has a lot of incorrect information about me not even my contact numbers. It's just a CV that has been created. I later learned um, on who might have created that CV and for what purpose that CV was created for. And who is it? The head of corporate services in the GRA whom I had suspended um, probably before I was suspended. So that's a person who was actually earmarked to take the position. And unfortunately, he did not pitch for the interview um, after having cancelled his attendance to the interview, when I got the position after rigorous processes, he really gave me serious problems and even to the point where he got absent from work for over 30 days. And he's the one who actually says when they're referring to an executive staff saying is alleging that it was they were forced to to call the doc to call to call me by to call them by doctor. That's the particular individual I'm referring to. Okay. I mean, they might well have their own story. We'll see if we can get the other side. Um, There's an honorary doctorate, right? Yes, that's correct. From the Trinity International University of Ambassadors. Uh, Absolutely right. You say they decided to honor you. Um, What body of work did they see that made them decide to do this? All right, so the, 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 the honorary is on economic leadership. The assessment that they have done and the work that they have done, it is to look into my involvement in the economy and therefore to also look into what I have been doing um, into the community. 
And of course, there's quite a lengthy process that they had followed um, within that. And that is where all this came from. Okay. Tsepo, I mean, age sometimes matters, sometimes it doesn't, but but you're a relatively young man. You're, you're in your early 30s, I think. I think that's correct. And that's fine. I mean, people can have a track record at a very early age. What economic leadership have you contributed that have made them decide to give you an honorary doctorate? So there's no academic work, clearly. What have you done in the economy that made them decide to do this? Okay, I've contributed a lot in terms of the development of the skills, particularly also um, in the job creation. So I think what they've been looking at mostly is job creation in terms of the contribution to the community in different communities, both um, urban and rural. I've been involved in creating um, employment and also initiatives based on the employment that I've been with the Houting Technical Manufacturing Initiative. The list goes on and on. Well, and well, can... well, feel free to give me some examples on the list. All right. So one of the examples is that um, I've been involved in um, assisting many organizations in terms of the ISO. That is, of course, within my employment. Okay, which, which organizations? Um, I will not mention the name of companies on, on the radio. That's that's not right. <laughs> well, well, Tsepo, I'm sorry, but, but all of this hinges on this. You say that they approached you to give you an honorary doctorate, um, and yet you can't explain why they decided to do this. This is why I'm asking for examples. I think it's important. Right. I'll give you examples, but I will not give you name of companies. Sure. That's what I want us to, to be clear on. So one of the examples that I can grant unto you right now is that the development of the companies in terms of the supplier and also in terms of the enterprise development within creating the ISO standards and assisting those companies that are less privileged in order for them to be able to obtain those um, ISO accreditation and quality standards. I played a significant role into that aspect. I've also played a significant role into making sure that there is a, a significant contribution between the people who do not have the skills and the abilities to get into the employment, to reach certain areas wherein there's a lot of fragmentation. I've played a significant role, notable role, as a matter of fact, wherein there's a group of people that have actually been sent outside to get exposure and exposure on engineering services. So those are the type of roles that I've played. Okay, so these are companies that received funding. It wasn't your money. It was money from other programs. You just administered it. It wasn't my money, but it's money from different um, funding institutions. Yes. Okay, so you got yourself into a position, uh, fairly, I presume, um, where you were administering money, deciding who gets money. But it's not your money. It's government money or money from other programs. And on the strength of being in the position where you get to administer other people's money, an organization, an institution, the Trinity International University of Ambassadors, not based in South Africa, based uh, far away, saw that you were doing this and therefore you should be honored for administering other people's money. But you must take note that this is not the administration of money. This is the administration of human capital development. This administration of linking opportunities from one end to the other. Did you create the programs yourself? Yes. All on your own? I can't say all on my own, then that means I'm an an individual. But the the leader into that, yes. Do the programs still exist? Yes, many of them, they still exist. The The beneficiaries are still on. 
and there's quite a lot. It's just that for now, because I joined the GRA, I had to abort um, such initiatives. But nevertheless, they, they should still be active. Okay. You say in the profile that your people sent to us that you're an internationally acclaimed industrialist. Yes? That is the roaming CV that we're referring to. So that means you're asking these questions on the reference of the CV that I did. I refused to even know. It was sent to us by the person who set up this interview, who told you that we would speak to you this morning. Then I need to have a double check of that because remember, the person who set up the interview um, is not the person that I have said that they should set the interview. But so however, then why did you answer your phone uh, this morning? Because I'm called to come on radio to speak off the matters at hand. Okay, but who? how did you know there was going to be a conversation with me this morning? How did you know you were going to be on I, SFM this morning? I got a call from your producer saying that okay. I need to wake up in the morning. I have an okay. interview with you. And you're not the only one, by the way. No, sure. I've been into the media houses. Okay, so fair enough. You say, so, so then you're not an internationally acclaimed industrialist. I didn't say that I'm not an internationally acclaimed industrialist, but I'm saying the document you have in your position might not be the true one because I did not put that in writing. Okay. All right, I accept that. I mean, you, you take us then back to the claim that you made earlier about a person at the JRA. Um, you say in your court documents that there were attempts by the board at the JRA to interfere with the day-to-day -day running of the organization. You say that in your legal papers. That's correct. But you provide no examples, no names, no dates, nothing. For the sake of my safety, no names will not names will not be mentioned in public because then I'll be held liable. But however, names are there submitted in different annexures in protection. But it's a court document. What's the point of having it in the annexure, but not in your actual argument? If you're going to put something under oath, and it's the main court document, the main body of your argument that's under oath, as you know, it says so at the beginning, then for it to have legal effect, you need to give examples. And you don't do that in the main body of your court argument. The main, in, the, in the main part of my court argument, I do make mention of the people that are there. But however, there are annexures that are speaking to the affidavit. We know that we're not going to throw people's names like they've thrown mine into the media and dragged on the mud. But however, we, we do such in right processes and in the right um, forums. Okay. You were the CEO. But if you want those names, you just have to ask. I'll give it to you okay. in the right forum. All right, well, you're on SAFM, you're on the national radio right now. It's a public place. People have the right of reply. Who on the board of the JRA try to interfere with the day-to-day -day running? Make, it does not make it the right forum. Okay, so you're going yes, to keep... I also have not been given uh, the right to reply when my information, my false information have been sent throughout. So the fact that it's in the radio does not mean that the information is correct and right. In as much as you allege that I had fake qualifications while qualifications are actually clarified, does not mean that the information said on this platform is correct. Okay. Why would someone try and remove you as CEO of the Joburg Roads Agency? You say they did this illegally. Why would someone do that? What, what was in it for them? Because they wanted the position at first. They've been acting for too long. And as he has been acting for too long, when I came into, he failed to come to the interview. When I took the power, he therefore decided to not come to work for over 30 days. When I suspended him, the board decided to suspend me and bring him back. But he couldn't act back at that because he saw that it was obvious. Then he was seconded to the city. Guess what? Right now, he has been earmarked to become the executive director of corporate services. And of course, 
we have had it's common knowledge that he had failed the competence assessment. I'm wondering if ever he's going to be able to get that one right. Tsepo Mahonuka, thank you very much indeed for your time. I know it was a tough interview. He is, of course, the former, for the moment, CEO of the Joburg Roads Agency.